keeping their staff safe, understanding the rules, blah, blah, blah. You're right, they've done it. Do you think they were cajoled into doing this? Well, who knows? Who knows the discussions I had? Um, I think the important thing is it, it's been done. Um, and I guess, you know, the you know, that's sort of the breaking news. Uh, it's you know, almost links to what I was going to talk about today, which is, uh, you know, they're also having to, as we've said in a, a couple of the previous episodes of this, they're having to deal with change to their market where 10 years of change has happened in six months. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the costs involved in just coping with that must be immense. And, and what does that mean? I mean, we've got the future of the high street. I'm sure that's well documented. And particularly we've got Debenhams, Arcadia of recent. Um, yeah. The future of our, of our high street. I mean, is it all going to be co coffee shops and hairdressers? Well, it's, it's interesting. I think, um, you know, unfortunately, you get the pain before the game. Um, I, I saw over the weekend, Bill Grimsby, Bill Grimsby, I don't know if you remember him, used to run Iceland and then uh, Wix, uh, seasoned, seasoned retail professional, um, got a lot of time for the guys, a really uh, good operator. I think he interviewed me once, but didn't give me the job. So um, anyway, not, not, everyone, not everyone's perfect, but he basically was, uh, was saying that people like himself spent the 80s and the 90s creating Lego brick towns where you, know, you can remember every single town was a copycat. There was a Boots, there was a WH Smiths, there was a Tesco, there was a Curry's, there was a, God, going back, Timothy White's Radio Rentals, and every town was carbon copy. And, and um, I remember as a, as a kid and then becoming an adult, you, you went from towns being very different, you visited towns as a kid and you saw different things, and then as an adult, we went to towns and it was exactly the same damn thing in every yeah. town. But yeah. now that's going to go completely on no, its own. That is the opportunity that, you know, um, supermarkets, if we, as we said, they will be different. They're not going to have deli counters, uh, as we said, I think, last week or the week before. Um, these urban fulfillment centres where half of the store turns dark. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the new Lego brick is online. So online is increasingly, how do you differentiate online? Because you can offer everything online. So people, people love the convenience of online. They love the convenience of the van turning up outside the house. But it's not exactly exciting, is it? No, it's not. And I mean, what, one of the things that has happened is speed. You can now get something in about five hours of order, ordering it on some website, yeah. or certainly 12 hours, 24. The days of it taking three to five business days are gone. So that part's nailed. People want to touch and feel. They want to touch, feel, smell, experience stuff before they buy it. Particularly, you know, maybe not necessarily food, you yeah. know, but certainly, you know, think of clothes. How many times do you buy clothes and they don't fit or they're... They're not quite what you expected. Um, you know, people people want will still want shops. Um, where the returns policy comes in, and it has to be absolutely yeah. open. All yes. rules of stuff, free delivery. Try it on, send back whatever you don't want, yeah. and we'll put the money in your account before it arrives with us. Yes, yeah, which is you know, where Amazon, whether you love them or don't love them, um, are pretty brilliant. But anyway, I've got a quiz for you. I've got a quiz for you, Darren. Um, so future of the high street, there has been research done in terms of what will, um, what will encourage people into stores if 
they become, you know, uh, there aren't any deli counters. They, you know, the grocery becomes part of a dark store. What sort of services and things do people want to see in stores? So let's see how close you get to these. Top three. Number one, 42% of people said that they would um, want to see one of these in store and would actively seek out a store that had one. Uh, a, a product expert. No, it's a, a, a service. Okay. Um, oh, a service. Uh, party planner. No, no, no. A, a pharmacy with, oh, a, right. with, a, with a qualified pharmacist um, on site. Yep. Um, and it's interesting the order of these because I think my order might be slightly different. So number one, very sensibly of the good old British public, uh, a pharmacy. Um, number two, at 35% of people said that they would actively uh, shop in a place that's provided this. A dry cleaners? New. Okay, I'm thinking of a Timpsons key cutting type place. No, no, a uh, bit, bit more of a basic need. Um, really and I, don't mean it, I don't mean in-store toilets. Um, no, go on, I have no idea. Uh, food, hot food on site. So a restaurant or a cafe, oh, okay. well, whatever. Yeah. And this is the one that I found most interesting because I think I'd put it at number one. 29% of people said that they would actively shop in a store that provided... Uh, personal shopping. Alcohol. Oh, okay. okay. Now, Fair. quite whether the survey was done on proper demographic graphic grounds and whether the mix between the, the sexes was, pro was properly filtered out, I don't know, but... Yeah, the third most popular in-store request was um, alcohol on site. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Because I'm thinking of one of the things that was really popular was Jessup's. Now, those poor sods were doing a cracking job of providing all the knowledge. Then the yes. customer would leave the shop, go and find it on Amazon. Yeah, and that, that, and that is the problem, isn't it? That. Um, yeah. The, you know, this, this future that becomes experiential, I think is the word, experiential shopping, yeah. um, the danger is people go, and I think PC World are suffering from this, yeah, people go and look, feel, touch, decide which, which fridge freezer will fit in their, uh, in their kitchen, and then order it from Amazon or appliances online. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah those so businesses just aren't going to survive, not, not doing that. They need something more, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, and um, you know, let's let's take it back to the grocers, where I think you know the grocers are doing a very good job. If you look at the Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Waitrose's of this world, they're adding all these really phenomenal new, sexy boutique products and brands that yeah. you can't get online, you can't get in Aldi, um, but stuff. If you know, if you if you're an enthusiastic cook. Um, or you like to, you know, come up with um, recipes at the weekend, etc. The stuff that now people like—I uh, guess Waitrose have always done it—but yeah. Tesco and Sainsbury's is really jumping into that space, so that people have a reason to go there to you know, experience great food. And so I although it may be a bit gloomy at the moment with stores shutting and what have you, I think the future, as, as Bill Grimsey said, is actually we're going to get a very diverse very um you know much more choice um and you know that we'll move away from these identikit towns which i think is a good thing yeah i do so maybe, maybe there's a positive to come out of this damn covid yeah um and you know with all the news this week with the vaccine maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel and you know 
as you do travel around, there are already towns that maybe are the model. I mean, Froome in Somerset has got so many independent artisan shops and particularly food shops um, that it's become a magnet of its own. There's a, there's a town in Wales that does exactly the same thing. Um, so if our local high streets can look more like a Froome, um, well, bring it on, I'd say. Well, I know, I know in my hometown, which is Tame in Oxfordshire, there was uproar when a Domino's arrived. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we, we're trying to keep that balance between the independence, the quaint British town, market town, and yet we've got to bring in some of these brands that can pay, pay the rent. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I'm back off shopping. I, I may even uh, pop in to see if the 29% of um, people were right in their choice. And something for our viewers, if you're a national account manager and you're thinking about the future and what you need to do, then e-commerce category management is something you definitely need to start understanding, understanding how your shoppers are navigating menus, ordering promotions, abandoned carts, as the Americans would say. We're getting a lot of inquiries about this stuff at the moment. And um, if you tune in next week, we're going to talk about the, uh, the ghost of Christmas future, aren't we? Oh no, oh, no, that was the pantomime. Yes, we are. Yes. So we're going to talk about the future of national account managers and how, um, again, a bit like the high street, um, you know, there's big, uh, big rosy opportunities in the future if people change. Yeah. But goes to Christmas present, if you stay as you are, um, maybe time for a, a new year resolution. Okay. Yeah, all right. Looking forward to that, Andrew. We will talk to you next week, either from your car if you're out and about or back at home. We'll see okay. You Take care. Bye-bye.